Hi, welcome back to another episode of Stories for the Day and Night. I hope you enjoy. So for our little kid book today, we have My Cousin Momo by Zachariah O'Hara. This is my cousin Momo. He's a flying squirrel. We've been counting down the days until his arrival. We might have told a friend or two about Momo's special ability. Fly, Momo, fly! Fly, Momo, fly! But Momo seemed kind of shy. Give him some time, said Dad. Just make him feel welcome, said Mom. So we decided we should play superheroes. Muffin Man! But Momo's idea of superhero was a little strange. That doesn't even make sense! We started to play a game of acorn pong instead. Every squirrel, flying or not, knows how to play acorn pong. Every squirrel except Momo. He even messed up hide and seek. Hey guys, look what I found! Momo is no fun. We should have invited Stinky George instead. Maybe we had gone too far. Don't go, Momo. We didn't mean that thing about Stinky George. So we tried things Momo's way. Pastry power. We knew that. Who knew that the muff, a muffin man could be a real hero? Or that acorn pong was actually quite tasty. We even played hide and seek Momo style. Eww! But we agreed it was more fun to play our way. It turned out to be pretty fun having Momo around. We didn't want him to go, but when it was time, Momo did it in his own way. Bye, Momo! Now we're counting down the days until we get to visit Momo. Um, trying something new can be fun. And making a new friend is the most fun of all. I hope you enjoyed. And now for our big kid story. I think we are on chapter 15. Hunt. My stomach gurgles in anticipation. Pups are tasty. Everybody knows it. When I was learning to hunt, Growl showed me how to take down a deer pup, just in case I was ever alone and hunting with a limp like him. It was sweet and tender, the bones so easy to crack, and the tasty middles of the bone fresher than any I had ever eaten before. The mother horse licks her pup, eating up the sack of skin that he was born in as she goes. The father rears up and gives a call that is full of the victory of new life. Something about his voice makes me shiver with dread. He gallops a wide circle around the meadow, shaking his mane back and forth over his broad shoulders. He makes steaming, smelly piles to mark his home ground. 
I take a good look at those hooves and remember the elk that almost killed me. The sound of my own bones cracking rings clear in my memory. My shoulder aches to think of it, and I lick the white mark on my skin for comfort. This father of horses is not as tall as an elk, but he is just as broad and strong. His golden brown coat shines in the slant of afternoon sunlight. One kick from him, and I might never walk again. I want no quarrel with him. The rest of the horses come up to the newborn. They nose touch and speak softly. They stroke the mother's sweaty neck and sides. They urge her to stand. They walk around and around her, never stepping on the little one as it lies drying on the ground. They are careful and kind, a pack just like mine. The father looks at his family and snorts with pride. I want this, not just any pack that will take me in. I want to lead a pack. I always wanted to be the bar so sharp, just to prove that being the fastest matters more than being the biggest. Always wanted to look after Worm and hunt for him and keep him safe. But this is more, so much more. I want home ground. I want to wet mark a place of my own. A good place, full of trees and elk. I want snow and rain and room to run. I will never stop looking. The thought of finding my own home ground and earning a family makes me want to howl up to the moon, even if I am the only wolf howling. This is no time for a howl. I should move on. I should leave the horses in peace. The sun has hit the horizon, and I use the last of the light to choose a path off the mountain, a path that will not cross the meadow, the horse's home ground. I'm about to go when I hear a rock behind me roll downhill. Instantly, I am on my feet and wary. I do not smell anyone coming. I did not hear anyone. That can only mean one thing. A hunter is nearby. I scan the boulder field behind me and find it. A cougar! A pup sealer! Mother's first warning was about cougars. She took us to a line of cougar tracks in the forest. We memorized the shape of the print and the smell. Mother described the color of the fur and the markings on the face. He's a silent hunter, she said. He climbs trees, he attacks from behind, and always, always, he steals the young. Beware! I look over my shoulder at the horses in the meadow. They are settling in for the night, wrapped in the warmth of the new pup and each other. Even the father is weary and puts his head down to rest. They have no ravens to send up the alarm. I check my escape route. I am no little pup to be stolen in the night. The new horse is what a cougar would want. I should walk away. But the horses are not sneaking, solitary creatures. They are, they are not mindless grass eaters like sheep. They are a pack. I could warn them. I should. A cougar is bigger than me. He can jump rivers. I have to swim and leap into trees like a bird. With a pack at my side, I will not fear him for a moment. But I am on my own, and cougars are treacherous. It is coming into range. In a moment, smell will give me away. I make my choice. I give one sharp bark. It's all the warning I can spare. I bolt from the ridge top. I am fast, but a cougar is faster in the short run. 
I pour on the spade, taking the steepest route I can find. The father is up in an instant. He gives an answering cry. He drums his, the ground with his hooves. The whole pack responds. I hear them galloping circles around the little one. They call their threats to the cougar, their voices joining together, almost a howl. I do not hear the death cry of a stolen pup. The cougar has left the horses alone. It must be hunting me now. I zig and zag, looking over my shoulder. A cougar can run as silent as a shadow. I will never hear it coming. I am ready to fight if it comes to teeth and claws. I leap over boulders. The horses are far behind me. I cannot even smell them. I put all my hopes in speed. My paws pound the mountain straight down. I keep to open ground where I will not be taken by a leap from an overhanging ledge. I do not smell the cougar following me, but I will not slacken my pace. I run full out past the tree line, through the clumps of junipers and the sagebrush. Back on the flat ground, I keep running. The last light of day glows gold against the white trunks of aspens. I swerve to one side and look back, still running. Nothing is moving in the twilight. The air all around me is clean of cougar smell. If my raven were with me, she would raise the alarm. Now I have no one but myself. I put my faith in endurance. Cougars are fast, but no one has stamina like a wolf. I make space between me and trouble. It is fully dark when I slow to a trot and then walk. Luck was with me this time, but I will not try that trick again. Not for a pack that is not my own. I keep walking through the night, alone again, but grateful to be alive. And that's all we're reading for today. I hope you enjoyed. So now it's time for a riddle. And the riddle is... One sec. What fur do you get from a skunk? As fur away as possible. And that's the riddle! And that's the end of stories for the day and night. Thank you for listening!